Welcome back to the Cosplay Crew Podcast. I'm your host, Stephen. Join me as I talk to cosplayers and people who are related to cosplay about their interests and experience in such a remarkable and amazing world. For this episode, I would like to welcome another guest cosplayer from Wales. Uh, Ixtrin? Hi, pleased to meet you. Yeah, likewise. Uh, so, uh, let's, ju- let's just jump hell, uh, straight to the questions. How were you actually introduced to cosplay? I'd seen a couple of like really famous cosplayers back when before I started, so I'm going back ten years now, I suppose. Um, like Jessica Nigri and the ones that were sort of really famous on the internet, just without really even knowing what cosplay was, and it got my interest then. Um, but yeah, fast forward a couple of years, and I guess it made it onto like my bucket list of things I'd like to do. Um, so I think that was after about two years. And then one day I just decided I'd go, I'd get a costume together, go along to a convention just to kind of do it, have the experience, say that I'd done it. I'm all for, you know, trying new things. Um, But yeah, that one thing led to another. And seven years later, here I am. So uh, you started uh, when you said 10 years ago. Was that 2012, I guess? Oh, you were introduced 2012. Yeah. But you started cosplaying immediately, or...? Uh, no. So it was about 2015 I started, roughly. Oh, oh yeah, seven years. Uh, what did inspire you to cosplay? Like, what moved you to cosplay? Um, I mean, I'm a gamer first and foremost. I play a lot of video games, and it was just over summer. It was kind of a dry spell. I'd completed all the games I had. There was nothing else coming out. Um, but yeah, in my usual sort of living and breathing video games ness, I suppose I was uh, I was interested in cosplaying video game characters specifically, just to kind of feed that gamer in me. Um, and yeah, that's when that was my sort of segue into cosplay. Okay, uh, would you say that uh, cosplaying, especially when you're cosplaying uh, game characters? Would you say that that's uh, it's like a uh, more of a like you want to interpret your your um, interest, your like your your love for that character, and uh, make it alive through you? Yeah. So um, one of my first cosplays was Zach from um, Final Fantasy VII. Um, Cloud is, I suppose, more famous. I mean, like growing up playing video games and Final Fantasy VII in particular, like I'm what person who loves that game doesn't want to own a Buster Sword. And that's kind of where it started for me. Um, You know, I wanted to just make my own Buster Sword and have that to swing around. Um, But yeah, getting to bring my favorite game characters to life um, and yeah, wear them to conventions, interact with them and yeah, swing around giant swords. It was kind of an extension to playing the game for me at bringing it more into the real world and yeah, get into sort of experience some the, the game in a new and different way. Uh, I can I, I can totally relate. Um, I don't want to stretch this out because I, I already explained it a couple of times from my previous episodes. Uh, I, I got into cosplay because of stage skits or stage playing. And uh, it's like the next level. It's like you're cosplaying, but at the same time, you're, you're acting. 
So it, it, it just so feels good when you, you act your character and you make a, a short story in, up on the stage and you make it realize. So I, I, I could totally, at, at least, uh, I could um, really uh, understood that uh, the depth of uh, how you cosplayed your characters. But uh, did you actually cosplay Zack? Um, yeah, so since I was very new to it and I didn't fancy attempting a blonde wig, um, but I had here that I could kind of spike into a, a Zack-esque fashion. It wasn't good by any means, my first costume. But yeah, I went with Zack just because I felt like I could pull the hair off a little more easily. Oh yeah, because Cloud has a blonde hair and Zack is, I guess, raven hair. Um... Just a side note, I actually did cosplay a, a Final Fantasy character before. It's Squallion Heart. And I, I'm a sucker for, for gun blades, and so that happened. So, uh, um, w- uh, what was your first character to cosplay? It was actually um, Snow Villiers from Final Fantasy Thirteen. Again, like a bit, a bit easier again than making my own Buster Sword, but that was the first cosplay that I ever wore. Oh, uh... Snow, yeah, Snow Villiers is. Hang on, I I just played Final Fantasy Final Fantasy Thirteen, and I'm losing the characters. Snow Villiers is oh the big dude with uh which is the same as I guess the brawler. I, I'll just call them the brawler like like Zell and uh, Tifa, I guess. Yeah. Um. Although again, I didn't have a blonde wig, so I just did him with my own hair. Oh, oh, um, but but with the bonnet, uh, yeah, uh, I guess. What do you call that again? Yeah, like, I, um, I had the full like coat and gloves and everything. Yeah, uh, the, the thing that that uh, you covered from your uh, you, you covered your head. Oh, was it a bandana? Or yeah, he's got like a black bandana tied back. Oh, 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 okay. I am so totally confused by the the the, the way he wears stuff. It was actually a bandana. I just mistook it for a, another type of a head headdress uh, wear. So, uh, yeah. so we're talking about characters, and uh, I want to ask, uh, what were your favorite characters to cosplay? I think my favorite goes back to Green Ranger. Because, again, predating when I actually started cosplaying, um, I mean, I loved Green Ranger growing up when I was a kid. Growing up in the 90s, I loved the Power Rangers, but the Green Ranger was always my favorite. Um, And I always thought, you know, before I even knew what cosplay was, that, you know, it would be awesome to dress up as as the Green Power Ranger to bring that character to life as well. Um, So I didn't have the confidence to attempt him. Um, I mean, obviously, he's got quite like a tight-fitted suit, and I was, you know, bigger and more out of shape back then. Um, But also the the difficulty of putting, like, the helmet together and stuff. Um, So I didn't have the confidence to attempt it right away. But um, I did make it a fairly early on one. He's If you see a picture of my Green Ranger now, it's completely different. I don't think there's a single piece from the original costume in it. Um, I've remade it so many times over the years, but... Not only is he like one of my most comfortable cosplays to wear, except for I suppose the helmet. Um, I, I just that was one of the characters, and the, it was the love for that character that got me that fueled my cosplay starting in the first place. So I would definitely say that he's one of my favorites to cosplay. Well, who doesn't love Green Ranger? I mean, Tommy, 
I grew from a Power Ranger hero as well, and uh, I love the Green Ranger. And uh, but although I did transition to uh, liking the White Ranger more because I don't know, I, I guess it's the aesthetics. It's, again, it's just my my own uh, preference. Uh, so so you did uh, re uh, re cosplay and re did uh, the Green Ranger cosplay. Yeah, so I kept sort of adding to it over the years. Um, like his helmet was one of the first helmets I ever made, um, and it was kind of like a bucket back when I first made it. But um, I've been able to add like the legacy edition of the helmet to it, and I've got sort of a much more fit suit now, and my I'm a lot fitter, so it looks a lot better on me. So my old suit got pretty loose. Okay, um, but yeah, I've just kind of added to it over the years. So there were a lot of adjustments and uh, most likely improvements on the Green Ranger costumes. So uh, with that, uh, would you say that you, uh, that would uh, that would mean that you are making your own costumes, right? I, I mean, I mix and match. Um, uh, cosplays are a lot more available now. I was certainly making all of my own costumes in um, back when I started out. But seven years ago, you couldn't just jump on the internet and buy a costume. You'd have to commission someone and pay them a heck of a lot of money to do it. But these days, costumes are a lot more readily available from you know numerous sites online. So generally, I'll look at if the costume is available to buy and how much it is. Um, and I'll, there are times when it's cheaper to just buy the costume outright rather than spend the time and get the money, uh, get the materials I would need to make it. Um, and since the the best part of it for me is the actual wearing of the cosplay as opposed to the making it, then if if I can get it, you know, affordably, then I'll buy costumes these days. Plus, it means that I've got more characters and costumes I can wear. Oh, so uh, at least there are options. You can uh, buy the costumes or make them, or even commission them. At, at least there are three options. So. Oh, because back in the days, uh, my part, yeah, you were actually right. Uh, there was only either you make your costumes or you commission it. Um, so uh, you've been to lots of events, right? Yeah, I'm pretty sure I've hit everything. <laughs> yeah, okay. So, um, well, looking at your your costumes, your cosplay, pretty sure you've been to a lot of conventions. So what were your most memorable event uh, or or conventions that you went to? I think that it's nearly always the big ones in London. Um, Going back to sort of cosplaying in Final Fantasy days, um, I remember um, there was, as you can imagine, in a bigger convention, there's a lot of cosplayers cosplaying uh, Zack and Cloud. Um, but they all have sort of buster swords made in different ways. Some of them are bought, some of them are made out of like heavier wood, some of them lighter foam. Um, but while I could swing my buster sword around one-handed, everybody else really struggled with theirs. So there was a moment where, um, and I kind of moved on to cosplaying Angela. I don't know how much of the Final Fantasy VII lore you know, but Angela is the original owner of the buster sword who trains Zack obviously then goes on to leave the sword to cloud um but yeah there was sort of a really surreal moment where i was cosplaying angel with the buster sword and there was a line of clouds and zach cosplayers all with buster swords in front of me and i was showing them how to use their forearm to balance the length of the sword hilt 
so that they could swing the sword one-handed. Um, so yeah, there was a moment where I got to, where Angie, you know, cosplaying as Angeal, I got to teach Clouds and Zacks how to swing a buster sword one-handed and they were just lined up in front of me, as you can probably imagine, like in, as in the game might have been. So they were, so technically they were, they were, you, you guys were actually acting the, your characters. And I do know Angie. I think he appeared with um, a younger Sephiroth and another character. Right. I forgot Genesis. the name. Genesis. The, I think I think he is the character with the red coat. I'm not sure. That's right. Okay. So and Angie has this uh, typical uh, soldier uh, uh, costume or suit. Were, That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and um, I'm not sure, but I think Angie has the has the single wing angel as well. Yeah. So he goes through this. I mean, both Genesis and Angie will go through the kind of Sephiroth mutations before Sephiroth does, because Sephiroth the younger of the three. Um, but yeah, Angie will gets one large white wing like Sephiroth does later in the story. Okay. So. Uh, by the way, uh, events, convention, uh, my previous guest from Wales as well did mention MCM. Yeah, so that was at MCM, actually, that that took place. But um, I would say most of my memorable, memorable or most memorable moments at conventions happened at, in MCM London, I, I suppose. It's kind of the biggest convention in the UK, certainly for cosplay. Um and I mean, there must be tens of thousands of cosplayers that congregate. So it doesn't matter what your fandom is. You tend to be able to find somebody else um, to group up with for pictures or whatever. Um, you can uh, cosplay the most obscure characters and somebody there because just because there are so many people, somebody there is going to know you or even match your cosplay, you know? Oh, well, we did have here in the, uh... Here in the Philippines, uh, well, specifically uh, in my region area, we have a bigger cosplay event called MCS. So, yeah, I guess the MC something, I'm just going to refer CS cosplay there. I'm just guessing here. (laughs) What does MCM mean anyway? Um, I I don't think it is cosplay, to be honest. I, I'm, I'm, I can't remember, but yeah, it's it's an obscure reference, oh. if I recall. Point is, MCM, the biggest cosplay event in London. And everybody, it's like the biggest gathering of cosplayers there on your side. In the UK, yeah. Okay. Um, I mean, obviously the UK is made up of um, Ireland, Wales, and Scotland, as well as England. But that's the biggest one in all the countries. So everybody from kind of all four of those countries congregate there twice a year okay so um well we're almost at the last part now so how do you uh are you actually um are you in are you still on your uh, on your studies or, or or are you a working professional already um so i work full-time but i am back in university doing a second degree for my sins um i i actually work for um, NHS Wales for healthcare as a librarian. I've been a librarian for 10 years. Um, 
I didn't actually start cosplaying until I was 27. So much later in life, I wasn't, you know, in, in my teens, so to speak. Um, I definitely found sort of my, it let my inner geek loose easier as a, as an adult um, when there was, I suppose, less expectations. But yeah, these days um, I work full time um, running the electronic library systems for the country. So it's a pretty intensive job. Okay. Um, it, it can get um, pretty busy as well, but um, with it being so computer-based, um, cosplay is kind of my escape from that as well. On the weekends, you know, I can just turn my laptop off and go into my studio and get out my sewing needle or my foam and glue. Um, and it, yeah, it's my non-electronic pastime. Okay. Uh, so my follow-up question would be, how were you, how were you able to balance your your work time and even your studies with your cosplays? Um, so it's changed a lot over the years. And um, when I started cosplaying, for example, I had to work weekends. So I had to kind of pick and choose my conventions. Obviously, conventions always happen on weekends. And I couldn't always make them. I couldn't always get the time off work. Um, so, yeah, back then, I would probably have only managed like two cosplays a year. I was certainly a lot slower in producing than I am these days. Um, but yeah, now I have a more flexible job. I don't work weekends and it's easy to get time off in the week if I need it. Um, you know, I can, I basically can choose my own working hours, which is really nice. Um, and I, since COVID I can work from home. So that takes out two hours of commuting every day. Um, and I've kind of, whenever I get more free time, I just put it into costume making. Right. Um, but also um, it comes back to, I suppose, to being able to buy costumes now. If I can buy a costume, I can order it and then I don't have to do any work. It might take a month or two to arrive, but that, you know, I have, then I have the costume and I could have been working on another one at the same time kind of thing. And I'm obviously fortunate enough that I own enough that, um, from working full time that I can afford to kind of indulge that. Okay. Um, well, uh, before, uh, when I was cosplaying, because I started w- back way, way back 2006, and uh, social media wasn't even a thing before, so uh, I have rare photos of me with my with my old cosplays, my well, my own version of cosplaying because I it's like unlike uh, unlike the unlike people right now who would be. Uh, um, jumping into cosplaying, at least they had they had ideas, guides from YouTube's. Um, they could they could just uh, go to uh, the internet and just Google stuff uh, about cosplay, and they can actually even buy the cosplays, the costumes that they want. So back in my days, I, I wasn't. We we don't have that kind of luxury. We had limitations. We had attempts. I. I didn't even knew wig existed before. Yes, so back in the day, I just dyed my hair yellow, and then you realize that oh, I can actually just buy a wig. So that that was my uh, first hand on cosplaying. So uh, a bit brash, but at least I, uh, I I if I would recall it, at least it's something of a like man. That was a very funny thing before because I don't know how to interpret cosplay. I just knew this and that, and then the options weren't even available before. So 
among your social media handles, which are you most active in terms of cosplaying? Um, definitely Instagram. Um, I mean, I can relate to your stories going back way back when. Um, you know, social media was barely a thing, and certainly I wasn't on it very much. But yeah, you you couldn't Google you know how to make a costume. I remember when I first read EVA film, and that was like, what what what's EVA film? And I'm googling it and trying to find out what it is. You know that all these people are making their costumes out of, let alone where you get it from. So yeah, it was um, a very different time to how it is now. Whereas you say you can just get into cosplay and and you'll be on social media within a month, and you'll have you know hundreds if not thousands of followers depending on you know what your content is like. Um, very quickly and then it all kind of feeds back right but um, I would I used to well I do still post to Facebook and Instagram every day and I've tried a couple of other platforms that have come and gone over the years Um, but I definitely have a much bigger following on Instagram and Facebook kind of stopped being so useful for it like again going back years um, there used to be quite a big community for it on Facebook right and you could interact obviously through a Facebook page but I think a lot of the cosplayers who have big Facebook followings built them back then when Facebook was bad for that kind of thing. Um, the algorithms certainly don't favor it anymore. And um, it's even obviously getting harder with Instagram, um, what with the rise of TikTok and the, the shift now to video content. But um, yeah, I've, uh, I'm not shifting. To, I don't plan to shift to TikTok anytime soon. Um, just because in, you know, picture content is more what I enjoy to do. Um, rather than making videos all the time. Oh well, um, that's that's the thing because before, as I understood cosplay, from the word itself, costume playing is very broad, and uh, the way I uh, the way we interpreted it before is like we're having fun with a we even call it a Japanese type of culture, uh, and. It's a, it's, I don't want to say like, like it's a, an urban culture, I guess you would say, you could say that in Japan. Um, I might be wrong. The thing is, that was what we think about before. And then here comes like, oh, everybody thinks there are like, they can be like, you can be like a model, but instead of just ramping up, uh, expensive shirts or whatever, uh, you you could you could just ramp there with a character and then there are like me i had a uh, interest in skits or the stage play because uh, i love stage plays and uh after that i would notice uh, photo shootings and then after that i would notice video shootings and then eventually like as the social media arises, you see like a list of uh, people cosplaying and doing advertisement or sponsor. Like, wow, uh, I I never did thought about this. I mean, the last thing I I understood about cosplay was uh, I'm not sure if you're uh, uh, aware of um, World Cosplay Summit, which is like the Olympics of cosplay. <laughs> it's what I always. Yeah. It's like the best yeah. of the best. I actually almost qualified once. Um, oh. But, um, yeah, we won at MCM, but in the sign-up, you had to sort of agree to go abroad to compete if you won. 
and we obviously weren't expecting to win, so we didn't tick the box, and then we did win. Um, oh. But yeah, obviously missed the chance to go abroad. Um, we also expected that we'd have to pay to go abroad. We didn't realize that it would have been, you know, funded by MCM if we had ticked that box. So yeah, I I, I did win the UK contest, but um, yeah, we didn't end up going through. To, I think it was in Norway that year. So you, more like you backed off after you won. Yeah, yeah. Oh, just kind of took the win and didn't, oh. Didn't, because you didn't understand it much you didn't understand yeah. it much but the thing is uh since you backed off i guess the second place went uh and became the representative of i guess uk yeah oh yeah and uh man you should have like wcs for me is like the olympics of cosplay like everybody would be on their top notch be preparing their costumes it's like durability costume um accuracy the audio what is your story everything needs it you cannot mishmash a character from another franchise with this character from another franchise you have to stick with this franchise so if you're going i guess mario you will have to put luigi there and not any and not metroid so i mean that's how strict wcs is and uh and uh that's like the the ultimate uh a goal of cosplays before but now oh i mean instagram and then recently like you mentioned and i'm actually starting to i did i did made an account for uh tiktok for for this channel i'm just using tiktok for as my as my uh, small ad because I, I noticed like take that 30 seconds of or 15 or whatever like a very short vid of you doing anything and i was thinking like hey i can do something about this tiktok not gonna not gonna do what other people usually do from there and i did and uh i guess tiktok is something else and and then you're right uh but the point is cosplay very flexible you can do anything about it i i i i even created a podcast for cosplay which is kind of kind of weird i'm uh, not not weird like kind of like uh you could uh um connect it as why i was able to uh have an idea which can be related to cosplay by the way, I, I just wanna, I just wanna, uh, point this one out. How did you actually make your? How did you actually made your, your? You cosplayed Flack from Borderlands Three. I haven't played the game though. Uh, how did you make this? How did you make this armor? Because it's just so sick. So foam is kind of my gem. Um, I mean, you'll see a, a wide variation in my cosplays, and I do so but foam is where I'm best at. That's what I started with first, and that's what I've spent the most time with and what I've got the best with, I suppose. Um, so when I, a friend of mine actually wanted to put together a group for Borderlands 3, and I wanted to cosplay Borderlands because of the you know the sort of 3D cartoon style, which is something it's really interesting to look at. There's nothing else quite like it. Um, and so I kind of I agreed to be part of the group. I took on Flack, the biggest character, because I was the big build guy. And um, I, when I first ran at it, 
I started with his backpack and I actually started making it from fabric. And the person who I was, um, who had originally started putting the group together said, why are you, why are you sewing? Like foam is your thing. Why aren't you using foam? And I was like, you know what? Okay. So I threw out the fabric backpack that I just made and I went back at it with foam and starting with the backpack. It just kind of went from there, one thing after another, and it just kept working. Um, I built up the sort of size and thicknesses I needed with the sort of different thicknesses of foam you can get. Um, and yeah, I managed to build the entire thing for, a, it was for a competition entry actually. And I managed to do the entire thing in nine weeks, which is one of my shortest builds. Um, I went in pretty hard on it. Um, but yeah, half of that was the building of it, putting it together, which is, as I say, I'm pretty good with foam and creating 3D shapes these days. So I managed to do that. Um, but then half of the nine weeks was just painting it. I went around sort of, uh, we had sort of the reference material from the game makers. And I was just going around the costume inch by inch, matching every uh, black line tear in his coat, every paint stroke. Um, his coat is made up of sort of a diamond pattern, right? Because it's supposed to look quilted and transferring that to foam. I just literally went diamond by diamond, painting every dot flick and mark on the coat um, diamond by diamond for, for weeks to get it exactly as the um, artwork was. Man, the details. <laughs> as you explained, uh, individual diamonds have been really intricately being, uh, what you call this, uh, being made and done. Um, aside from Flack, uh, you had, I forgot his name, this uh, from The Lord of the Rings. He has Al Barmia. Uh, yes, the the not sure a flute. Not sure, um, that's not 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 a flute. Uh, I just want to say you had the most aesthetic background aside from cosplaying. Like you, you really decided like we will shoot near a fall. Yeah. So Wales is a little bit like. A JRPG world, right? Um, like ten minutes from my house, I've got sand dunes, and you can whether um, you've probably seen Aladdin, Flack, Terra shot on the sand dunes that, yeah, literally ten minutes from my house. I've got castles, like multiple castles within walking distance. Some of them, uh, because there's over a thousand castles in Wales. Um, but yeah, for Boromir, we went up to the Welsh waterfalls. In, in sort of the, the Welsh mountains in the middle of the country. Um, it was a bit of a track. Um, I think it was about an eight kilometer walk. So I really got my Sean Bean on there. Um, <laughs> I don't know if you know that story about how he walked to set when you, they were filming Lord of the Rings because he was afraid to fly in the helicopters. Um, um, so yeah, in full, in full I did costume, I up, up the mountains to the waterfall. And yeah, we shot in front of the some of the most famous waterfalls in certainly in the country, if not wider. Okay, you said it's you reminded of JRPG aesthetics, right? Actually, it yeah, reminded way. me of the Elder Scrolls. I, I just meant the way you've got in a JRPG. You know, your the starting area is always like a green meadow, right? And then the second area is a desert, and then the third area is a snowy mountain, and they're all next door. To each other with no explanation for any kind of weather climate, right? Oh, so um, the connections, kind of like that. Yeah. Okay, okay. So, uh, I, well, referring to the picture where you where you shot your your cosplay, 
it just reminded me of like I think I saw this from from a certain part certain map in the Elder Scrolls I'm not sure where <laughs> I'm not sure I, you're familiar with Elder Scrolls right yeah yeah so yeah, the, the waterfalls itself it literally reminded me of somewhere where I, I think while I was I guess farming <laughs> as they say in the MMORPG <laughs> farming a lot of these places are based on real world locations right and um, actually not the waterfall that is in that picture but a waterfall very close to it was actually used in the Batman movies the old Dark Knight ones um, as the back cave where the deck out through the waterfall um, that's actually one of the waterfalls to be into the one that I shot at your connection is kind of um, what was it again? So it was used in the Darkling movies, the Christian Bale Batman Oh, okay. It's a Batman. So that, that's one of the waterfalls being... Oh. Yeah. Wow. I. This is what I love about podcasts, of this podcast. I, I just learned stuff from you guys, from, from my guests. Like, it's, it's either characters... Or, or or situations or states or or places or even the conventions itself like what's in what's with the what's in the what's in your conventions like I, 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 I get to learn I get to discover new stuffs from and anyways uh, about uh, speaking of new stuffs and uh, the way that you cosplay uh, especially your flack uh, any advice you want to give to aspiring cosplayers who wants to do attempt to do the hobby itself themselves yeah um i mean i would just say try not to get intimidated we all started somewhere and if you look at sort of any of our first cosplays they all look very different to how they might look after we've been cosplaying for five ten years you know we um we learn how to do things a lot better with practice we've you know the longer you do anything the long the more you practice something the better you're going to get at it um, but again, if you don't want to make costumes, if you just want to wear them, obviously buying is an option these days as well. Don't be intimidated. If you if you want to dress up as a character, to to just do it. Um, having fun is is the key. You know, it's, it's costume play at the end of the day, and it's all about having a good time. Um, there are lots of cosplayers out there who do this for different reasons. There are cosplayers who you know the end goal is to make it a professional business but there are equally cosplayers who like just do it for fun just to hang out with friends some that aren't even on social media um, and that's not to say that they're not amazing costume makers um yeah you've just got to decide what you want from it and then work at it and yeah the longer you work at it at anything as i've said the closer you'll get to it so if you know and then kind of pick one thing at a time. I'm better at foam than I am at sewing because I've practiced more with it. But um, Boromir is obviously all hand sewn um, as opposed to made from foam. Um, it's just practice and keep practicing and you'll get better and you'll make more friends, make more contacts, learn more from the community. I think I, I don't think there's a costume I've made that I didn't learn something new in the making of it. Um, and yeah, that experience will just keep passing forward and passing forward. Um, I made Wolverine after I made Flack and the techniques that I'd kind of learned and developed painting the cell shade and style of Flack. I put them into Wolverine's cowl, which is, you know, went down really well um, because it's, it's Wolverine is originally a cartoon character and I'm cosplaying the kind of a cartoon version. So learning how to make 
that 3D cartoon from Borderlands was something I could kind of bring and utilize making Wolverine afterwards. Um, but yeah, just keep working at it and don't put yourself down. Don't compare yourself to anybody else. All with, you know, with each new costume, just try and beat your, your last costume. Don't worry about what other people have done or what, how good someone else's cosplay might look or you think they might look. Uh, you know, everyone's not with. Yeah, actually, I'd like to thank you for that extreme because uh, previous episodes, I was the one who's, uh, what you're saying right now, I did said that uh, from my other episodes, from uh, my previous episodes, and at least right now, I don't have to. <laughs> I didn't have to. You just said the, the exact words to the audience, the, the listeners right now, Again, keyword is don't be intimidated. That's the point. Okay. Uh, yeah, you have to say. Uh, you want to say anything else? Uh, just you know, have fun. Make sure you're doing something you love, right? It's it's a hobby, and you've got to love a hobby. Otherwise, what's the point in doing it? Yep. Okay. So, uh, where can they find you? Um, so you can obviously search Extran on Instagram or Facebook. Um, Instagram, I tend to be a bit more active and I post my stories as often as I can. Um, but yeah, if you have any questions, if anybody wants to DM me, um, I always try to help out in the community um, online and off. Um, I always try to be friendly and open. So feel free to reach out at any time. Okay. Uh, Extran's uh, social handles will be in the description below. And uh once again, uh, thank you for uh, being a part of this podcast, uh, one of my guests, and uh, it's been uh, it's been a very enjoyable and very uh, learning process from my part as I listen to to your uh, to your story, and I want to thank you for that. No, thank you for having me. Um, again, it's about spreading that message, you know, like. If anybody can do it right you've just gotta gotta try and if listening to my story helps somebody else will give somebody else the confidence to give this this hobby a try or yeah if, if you've been thinking about it for a while and you just didn't have the confidence to take a run at it do it now okay so you can check out upcoming episodes from this podcast by joining the Facebook page at The Cosplay Crib. Also, you can check samples of today's guest cosplay photos on Instagram. That's Instagram at The Cosplay Crib. And, uh, well, Twitter exists at Cosplay Crib, uh, capital CCs. All links are in this description below as well. And as always, thanks for joining, and I'll see you next time. <laughs>